What is up, y'all? Welcome to the 5Q5K. I'm your host, Josh Williams. The goal of this podcast is to create a safe and welcoming environment for you to learn and begin to embrace what I've come to know as an actively improving lifestyle. We hope you're able to get out there and get active while you join in on our conversation. That being said, let's get to it. All right, what's up, guys? We're back here with a personal mentor and friend of mine, Dr. Kirk Wakefield. How are you doing, Dr. Wakefield? Uh, just great, Josh. Enjoyed our morning run. Awesome. Tell tell the people about it. Where was the run at, and tell tell them how it went. Sure, uh, went reasonably well. Um, changed to my fast shoes to keep up with you, of course. Uh, <laughs> but just did one of our normal bear trail loops with a few zigs and zags in there. Um, went fine. Uh, it's just one of several routes through Waco. I'm sure most of our listeners, I'm guessing, have lots of different routes depending upon the day. So that was where we went today. There you go. Awesome. It was it was a good run. I loved getting to be back. It was a favorite a favorite loop of ours, especially when I was in grad mm-hmm. school. So I'd, I'd missed getting to run with you. So it was good to be back at it. Yep. Um, so start out. I'd, I kind of want to give give the people uh, that don't know you and the people that do know you, but want to learn a little more. Um, the background, kind of give me give us your background on athletics. Kind of tell us where you got started and right. kind of how you determined where you were going. Yep. So I grew up in a small town in Missouri, um, like a three A school uh, here, maybe. Uh, and uh, played football and uh, tennis, uh, some basketball, but I was better at the other two. And I was more of a sprinter. And when I got to college, I realized I wasn't going to be sprinting the rest of my life. Um, <laughs> so needed to do something else to stay in shape. And my parents instilled in me the idea of, uh, I think, discipline and um, being in shape. So I picked up running and been running ever since. There you go. Cool. Well, so... Getting into getting into longer distance running for for those out there that it's kind of it might sound more daunting or it might be a, a little more like going going to run a five k with a friend's one thing but talking going longer like going halves going marathons how'd you how how the bug bite you what what got yeah, you into long yeah, distance it's a curious question um, because yeah for sure uh, started off like doing two miles I still remember there's a professor I had in my undergrad. Uh, who every day was running five or six miles. And I thought, man, that's crazy. How do you do that um, at the time? And then I you know, slowly worked my way up from you know, two miles, three miles uh, during college. To, and my wife, uh, when we got married, uh, she ran with me before and then continued to run with me. And she'd always run you know, three, four, maybe uh, often. So five and then I'm trying to think when I first ran, I guess I, I got a good running buddy. So back go. in Mississippi – uh, ran some, but I take that. I want to go back further. I actually ran my first marathon when I was 26, Grandma's Marathon. Nice. And I think I just said, "What the heck? Let's do it." Um, and at that point, I was up into the low teens running distance-wise. Uh, so yeah, that was the. I guess that's a real bug for the marathon was that 26, and I failed miserably. I mean, I made it. I mean, I finished, but it was so sad that I said, "Well, I've got to do this again." Okay. Well, what what was the what was the second go like? Was it? Did you do, did, was there a different preparation or what, what kind of, yeah. well, that's where I guess my buddy in Mississippi came in. So, um, moved to Mississippi when I was 31, ran with my, uh, one of my best friends for the next 11 years straight. Uh, <laughs> um, I think for probably 20 from the time I was, uh, maybe late twenties until, um, recently we probably averaged easily over a thousand miles a year. So what's that? 40,000 plus miles. Wow. Think about on the, on your legs. Um, over the time. But anyway, um, when I got running with Keith, uh, every day we had um, basically a six-mile loop through Oxford and Ole Miss campus and around 
Faulkner Hill, I remember. Um, and so basically it was a 10K almost every day. And then we said, why don't we do the uh, Mississippi Marathon? Then why not Mardi Gras? So we did that twice. That's um, fun. And, um, Is it during Mardi Gras, the marathon? It's during that time period. So it's Mardi okay. Gras Marathon. And ended up going back with my daughter many years later. And she ran her first marathon. We ran the Mar- Mardi Gras Marathon together. Uh, learned later she was pregnant with her twins. Wow. Uh, at the time, her doctor said, fine, it's so early. Uh, so, in effect, <laughs> the twins and my daughter and I all ran a marathon together. Hey, that is, is that the first full family marathon, right? <laughs> yeah, well, we've run, so all of my children run, um, we've done halves together uh, with a few of the in-laws that they married. Uh, we ran the Dallas one, I think five of us maybe all ran that half and one of us ran the full. Okay. Uh, not, not I that time. Um, but, yeah, I mean, uh, it is more fun if you've got, well, obviously running buddies like Keith. Um, and then family members who will run with you uh, makes it way easier for sure. Less, you know, versus you being the lone wolf. In which case, if you are, join a running club. There you go. Yeah, that's. We, I've got to talk to a lot of people about that lone wolf. A lot of a lot of runners think that it's a lone wolf sport, and okay, this is just me. But I mean, it's so much more fun when you got somebody that mm-hmm. you're doing it with. And like you talked a little bit about your family instilling in you, like your parents instilling in you, the work ethic and the ter- determination. Was there a certain way that you did that with your own kids, or was it kind of just? Yeah, you knew it, and you were going to pass it on to them either way. Yeah, I think it's a lot of just modeling, right? Um, you can tell your kids or whatever you want, or tell others, but mostly they pick it up uh, from what you're doing. So I think it was more more of that that they saw it was enjoyable and just seemed the natural thing to do. I didn't ever tell them go run for sure. <laughs> uh, they just did, um, and they're better runners than I ever was, which is great. Um, so so yeah, no, um, I think that was really the uh, just self-discipline and then wanting to stay in shape. And then once you do it, it's enjoyable. Back to what you're saying though, with running with somebody. Yeah. Do people do say, Oh, how do you do that? And um, I can't believe you run those distances, whatever it is. Most of it is uh, therapy <clears throat> while running with a buddy uh, going through whatever issues um, people sometimes find it surprising that runners don't, but you know, we <laughs> talk the whole way for sure. Um, and so uh, that's what makes it fun. My buddy in Mississippi, um, Here's good advice. We would save up our big arguments for long runs. So okay. we disagreed on a number of things on social and political issues. Um, and so uh, if we had a really good argument, we came up with it, go, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> let's wait for Saturday, you know, for our 20 miler and let's cover that. And uh, it would it was common that people would see uh, Keith and me running through the square in Oxford, Mississippi, yelling basically you know because you're you know you're breathing hard and you're, you're talking about something and uh-huh. you know we're such good friends we could discuss and argue about anything and once you're passionate it's like you might already be yelling either way but then you got you add the hard breathing yeah, it's like exactly. oh man that's yeah. that's something my mom always told me with her friends she would when when they would go running together they'd do like kind of like a long run out and back and the out they'd get real charged up and whatever was bugging and whatever right, they're yeah, mad yeah. about and on the way back they were like all right, let's talk about let's let's yeah, kind of come back together, you know, yeah, and how to how to actually deal with it in a good way. Yeah, yeah, uh, for sure. Yeah. Well, so speaking of running buddies, how how did you make yours, and how do you continue to make yours? Is it is it kind of a thing you just find somebody else that runs and say, "I'm going to text that guy and see if he'll come out with me." Is that or yeah, do you have a thought process? Yeah, it's curious. I will say when I moved uh, from Mississippi to uh, Texas, you know, to Baylor, uh, initially somewhat hard. There was a buddy that I went to church with and maybe that's, um, 
one way you make friends and you find out, oh, you run? Oh, cool, let's get together. So you got to find some place where you can socialize, you know, church, wherever it is, um, to find those friends. But, you know, you talk about what's important to you. And so if you're a runner, and I see that more as an identity than, you know, I don't go run, I'm a runner. For sure. And I'm not going to not run. That's just who part of who I am. And you develop that into your lifestyle. When you, if you're a runner and you meet another runner, you go, oh, great. When do you run? Where do you go? Can we get together? Um, and I think most runners, I think here's another thing that people don't <clears throat> understand about most runners I know. Uh, it doesn't matter so much the pace. If you're talking about just getting together, periodically, like you run with me, but I'm never, nowhere close to as fast as you are. But it's for the socialization, um, more of it. Now, every day run with somebody that's way slower? You know, probably not, right? Um, but still, most runners are game for going and getting together. And then you find the person who runs about your pace, and that becomes your, you know, your regular buddy. For sure. And I, th- I think another thing, like, for me, when I go run with someone, it's, I don't care about pace at all. It's like, I, I want to run with you because I r- want to run with you. Right. And it's, it's like, sometimes people tell me, oh, I don't want to, like, eat into your workout. And for me, I'm like, Hey, I'm going to plan my workout on its own. Yeah. And if I ask you to run with me, yeah, I want to run with you. You know, exactly. like that's the the MO when I go with friends, you yeah. know? Well, I would say to your younger audience, I'm sure that's not lost on them, but even back in college, and again, this is a long time ago, back in the, uh, you know, early, you know, late seventies, early eighties, uh, running is a good way to get a date. I mean, <laughs> I, I most often also a good way to screen your, uh, prospects. You oh know, yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> You want to go run with me? Great. And then you get to talk with whoever it is, get to know them a little bit better. And if they're willing to run, that tells you something about their uh, commitment to stay in shape. You know, it's important. There you go. Yeah. yeah. And you're speaking from personal experience on that, right? (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah, when I, there were some other girls I did run with who weren't quite as good runners as my wife and I ran into her and she was a good runner. Uh, anyway, <laughs> that's, that's the, comes into the AB test when you're like, Oh, yeah. she's a good runner. There we go. Right. Yeah. <laughs> that was not the only quality, but that didn't hurt. There you go. There you go. Well, you, you talked a lot about kind of coming from different areas and getting to move around the country. And like, I, I know you get to travel a lot as well, like getting to go meet with other teams and going all around. So tell me about kind of how, when you get to a city, how beneficial like running that city is and how, how cool that can be. Yeah. I mean, it's the best way to really see any place is to run the place. I mean, you'll remember where you ran more than probably you will most other things. At least I do. Um, I usually look for a river, uh, something about the river, right? I don't know. It's just soothing, whatever else it is. And it's interesting because that's also where a lot of the um, cool places are. You know, people build along the river. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you go to Boston, you want to run along the river. Got um, to. Yeah. So and then go maybe go through the campuses, whatever it is. So, yeah, I always plan to run no matter where I go, but also if I can plan enough in advance, I plan every uh, race that I can go someplace interesting. And I was thinking back through all the places I've run fun races. So 10K in Nice, France, a um, marathon in uh, Catania, si- uh, Sicily. Wow. Um, I think you, you told me all that. Yeah. That sounded pretty sweet. Yeah, it was great out and back. And there, on the back, I didn't realize there's this big volcano. You're seeing this volcano. It's still kind of steaming on the way back end on that wow. one. Wow. <laughs> um, but anyway, and then one in Copenhagen, marathon in Copenhagen, a marathon in Ottawa, uh, you know, in Canada, uh, half marathon in Alaska. Um, Man. You know, Mr. Worldwide out here. He's planning these <laughs> out and, um, you know, and did. Um, Another one, uh, like a 15K in some little small town in West France, Western France, uh, in Normandy. And you, know, wow. you just get to see stuff that you'd never see. 
if you just go to the touristy places, right? And then because runners actually are friendly, yeah. uh, you get to meet a lot of people. I can still remember, you know, uh, that one in Sicily and, you know, all these uh, people were up and getting ready to run this race. And it was kind of odd then, I thought, because for whatever reason, again, this has been maybe a dozen years ago, but 90% of them were men, men. So that was kind of weird. <laughs> uh, but in any case, you know, they're all talking to me and of course, mostly initially in Spanish uh, or excuse me, in Italian and then mm-hmm. switching over. But just it's, they're such a jovial people and it was so enjoyable. I'd never experienced it. And you wouldn't get that if you sure. go and do a touristy thing. Right. Oh, for sure. Um, so, so yeah, um, definitely plan trips. I did another half in Belgium, for instance, Wow. So you, you just plan that out as part of your trip. If you're going somewhere, mm-hmm. then just look and see where the races are and then plan one. What have been, I guess, the ways that you've researched those races? Have there been certain sites? Like if you're talking about going abroad, I know when we went and we got to go for a study abroad through the S3 program, yep. we went over to London. I found a, it was a 5K we ran in Hyde yep. Park in London. And for me, that was, I was, I felt like I was doing detective work trying yeah. to find races. How, how did you find there those? Is, um, I used to, when I was traveling more overseas, I mean, I still do some, but. Uh, there is a, I can't tell you off the top of it, but it, you probably can now just, you Google marathon, but it is something, the word is something like marathon something. And, uh, it has all the international ones. Okay. So, and then the U S you can just, I, again, just Google it, but there's, there are a couple of sites. I always ended up on the same one. <laughs> I just can't remember the name of it. And the tried and true. It works out. There you yeah. go. There's, it's a weird name. Um, so anyway, sorry, I can't help you with that. No, you're good. That's, I, I remember like, especially that trip when we were over in London and we, we went all over Europe when we were over there. And I remember different runs that we did through different areas. And yeah. like, even like one, one time we were coming back from dinner, like a group of us and we knew it was already really dark and we didn't know where we were going. And I was like, y'all just run back to the place we're staying. And the other guys, it took a little bit. Like I know, um, you, you know, Derek Chow, yeah. one, one of the right. guys on the trip, he was very like, yeah, you can run back. I don't know if I'm going to, but then eventually we kind of got him to go. We ended up, we saw like this huge castle and right. we wouldn't have seen that otherwise. So it's, yeah. it's that you go off the beaten path a bit. Would yeah. you agree? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. All right. Well, I, I wanted to ask you another question, kind of tie back into the S3 department and the S3 major, which you're, you're the head of at Baylor. Um, you have the S3 playbook, which has a lot of, a lot of different ways that you call for, I mean, it's, it's just good good people skills, good, right. good life lessons. Yep. Tell me some of those and how they tie in with running. Yeah. So uh, we borrowed a lot of our values actually from Andy Stanley and uh, his group uh, at North Point came up with their own values and culture and so on. But one of the ones um, that we stole, uh, you know, is that you bring yourself to work. And so that's physically, financially, spiritually, every part of your life, you bring yourself to work and everybody else got to work with you. Um, so if you come in and you're not physically, you know, in good shape and, you know, you're sick or ill, you know, you're out, well, then you're affecting your work and the other people around you. So in that way, I think that we're actually running and keeping in good shape is a concern for others. You think of it self-centered and maybe it is in some ways, right, and vanity, but uh, you're also helping others by staying healthy uh, in fact, I'm just reading a devotional um, this week, you know, is that if you don't stay physically healthy, um, you're going to find yourself taking time off for illness, likely, you know, because it's going to catch up with you. You know, your body, there's another book actually, it's more about um, our mental health, but your body keeps the score. 
Yeah. Uh, you know that, that, that one? Yeah. Yeah. So sooner or later, if you're high anxiety and low workout and so on, your body's going to, it's going to catch up and keep scoring. And you're going to get sick later. <laughs> yeah. That the ball of stress is going to yeah. explode right. at some point, you know? Yeah. So I think that one. And then the other one that our, um, our seventh, and I think it was the most important one of our values that we preach and teach and hopefully do, you know, is go the second mile. Uh, so a lot of people will ask you to do one thing and maybe we'll do that, but can you actually uh, do even more than what they asked and do more than the minimum? I think that's, and of course it applies to running. Are you going to do only the minimum? Um, no, I mean, sometimes I joke with my classes and say, you know what? I bet a lot of you are thinking, you know what I want to do when I go out there? I just want to be average. <laughs> no. Um, Hopefully not, at least. <laughs> and if you do what everybody else is doing, you're going to be average. So mm-hmm. instead, go the second mile. Uh, and then uh, people appreciate that. They want to be around people who go the second mile. For don't, sure. Don't always just try to get by. Um, and then, of course, obviously, that'll help you get promoted and everything else. For sure. That's something when it comes to running, I, I heard... I might have learned this from you. If I didn't learn it from you, I, yeah. I, I know I learned right. it from someone who I respect their opinion. Yeah. So I, I think yeah. it might be you. Fine, I'll take it. <laughs> uh, it was when when running and training for something, people people say like, hey, you add that extra 10% on to whatever your workout is. And whether that be like you're running a five mile run, you run an extra half mile. And so if you don't know a tangible way to go that extra mile when you're working out right. and when you're running, like, and you don't want to just double, exi- double yeah, your right. entire workout, that 10% it ends up adding. And like you said, when yep. you get, when you're trying to get towards that thousand miles in a year, yep. that 40,000 miles in the, in the past years, you uh, know, I didn't teach you that, but I, another one that's maybe helped some of a uh, uh, newbies out there, which is uh, any is better than none. For sure. So you get up and go, Oh crud, I don't feel like running today. Maybe. And you go, you know what? Go run one mile, whatever it is, or go around the block. Any is better than zero. And so I That's can't true. tell you how many times, uh, frankly, there's not that many times I just feel like crud, but you can get worn out, right? Like mm-hmm. A little bit burned out. Okay, then I'm not feeling up for it. And I can't tell you how many times I've gone, well, what the heck? I'm just going to go out. Any is better than zero. And then I get going and go, oh, man, I'm so glad I did that. You never, you never know what's around the corner. And then you never know, like, man, this is a great time. Or actually, great I do time. feel good. Yeah. And, you know, it's funny, and I'm sure you know this, uh, I'm sure a lot of listeners, but the time when you think that you feel like crud, uh, this is, I just not feeling up for today. And you go out, actually, that's pretty good. And then other days, man, I feel pretty good today. And you go out and go, oh, wow, my legs are really dead or something. Yeah. So there's really almost some no way of knowing those things, except for, I will say, proper fueling. For sure. Is probably the most important thing I've learned over all these years. Mostly it makes or breaks a good run. So the hydration, you know, getting the right food the day before, the fuel you need the day before. Yeah, it makes all the difference. And as you get older, even more important. That that's a really good, really good segue actually into what I was what I was gonna ask you. Um, so the a question that I kind of get asked frequently by friends, um, and the, they'll ask me, like, how do you take care of your body? How do you put on those those years of heavy mileage? And that's a question that I'm I'm gonna defer to you because I mean you said right. for, over forty thousand miles, like how have you managed recovery like outside of the fueling and like even with fueling, like what what has that looked like and how has that evolved? Yeah, I'm probably not very good at that. I always, uh, sometimes some of my, my friends who uh, do the humble brag post, you know, 
Uh, I did my recovery <laughs> run today on 10 miles. Okay, there's a lot of people out there that can't even fathom running 10 miles, so that's not really useful post. Um, <laughs> so I don't know I do anything called recovery runs. I think what I've uh, done mostly is uh, follow a schedule that allows for rest in between. So um, I've followed a lot of the, um, like in runner's world, there are the, um, you know, like, four hours or bus for you know whatever time you want to get for the marathons. Mm-hmm. And I followed those pretty closely, but um, my main theme has been when I'm putting in high miles, two days of rest a week. Um, so uh, I think it's important not to push it, you know, six and seven days, you're going to, something's going to go wrong <laughs> eventually that much push. So I think it's more of that. And then uh, doing the uh, systematic, variation in your runs. So the other thing I've learned more recently, but I'm really bad at is your long run. You need to keep it slow. Don't, you know, the pace that feels normal to you, mm-hmm. um, that you, it's going to be fine. No, really seriously, go ahead and slow it down to what the training thing is telling you to do. Mm-hmm. I, I'm terrible at that, but I think that's important to help recovery. So systematic breaks, varying and doing the intervals on some days, you know, and then just taking it totally easy and not caring, you know, on that long run on Saturday or whatever. I think mm-hmm. that helps. Yeah. That long run. That's, that's what I'm still trying to learn myself. Like I I'm <laughs> terrible at it, but, but I'll, here's the warning, right? If particularly as you get older, um, a do some yoga, no matter, probably no matter what age, mm-hmm. um, but you lose your flexibility and then that makes you prone to injury, which I've had more in the last few years, um, that happened. So, uh, I would say do that. And I also say, make sure you alternate your shoes. For sure. Because that can also <laughs> lead to injury because of the ways they affect your calves. Different shoes have different, you know, different drops and everything else. Mm-hmm. So go research that if you've not. I, l- I learned the heel to toe drop from you. And before I, before I talked with you about it, I was like, I don't even know what that is. But then, then I went out and researched it and I, I know I need, I need a little bit higher. Yeah. The, the but, low drop shoes are. And then I would say, me. and if you go with, like when you go with those, um, you know, racer shoes or the other light shoes, which I like, uh, used to run it all the time that has different wear and tear on your calves and everything else. And so you just need to vary your shoes and not wear the same model every day. I, I agree. Totally. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll try to trade out like another thing with the foam on the shoes. They, they become, they break down a lot quicker if you run in them mm-hmm. day after day after day. Because the the foam just keeps compressing now, it doesn't have a chance to really yeah. stretch back out and change so. them out. I'm sure you covered, but you know, change them out every 400 miles or so. Yeah. Um, the other thing I've learned recently that led to one of my injuries, um, I think, you know, I was a big fan of the Nike Next to four percent, and mm-hmm. they're awesome, and they do literally increase pace by 30 plus seconds a mile for mm-hmm. me. They're crazy. Um, <laughs> yeah. And so I wore them this morning. <laughs> but uh, I, when I first got them a few years ago, I was wearing them every every day because I'm like, holy cow, this is fantastic. Yeah. Well, that also led to one of my calf injuries, calf strains. Uh, I read later uh, that's not uncommon. So I should have been alternating them is the point. Yeah, I, I had a buddy that he this, – this might just be a him problem, but he, yeah. he wore the next percent like every – every run and he was like they just make me feel like superman i gotta wear them and then he like he started like bleeding out of like part of his feet which i'd never heard of that i'm like you might have other issues dude but (laughs) (laughs) still just don't do that every day (laughs) right so they're really meant for your long runs uh or race day or whatever so by the way if anybody listening has never got them oh definitely get them for sure they're awesome just don't wear them every day yeah yeah it's it's like one of those 
you gotta you gotta enjoy it in, in moderation with with most as as with most things yeah. you know but i think that the stretching like you were saying and going to do going to do yoga that's something that it's it is definitely like the more than zero is still yes. going to help yes, you indeed. you know so last question i know your time's important i don't want to don't want to keep you too long yeah. but if you could tell a beginner runner or yourself as a beginner runner just one piece of advice different than what we've already talked about what what would it be i don't think it's any different actually i think it is just get out there and start uh don't have any expectations uh, you don't have to live up to anything just go and do more than what you did for sure um and I think kind of like you were saying earlier about the 10%, but I almost like 2%. Yeah. You know, just think of it that way. Can you do 2% more than you did last time or some marginal numbers, anything more than what you did before? So if you're sitting on the couch, of course they have those couch to 5Ks, whatever, mm-hmm. then just go start. <laughs> yeah. Um, starting is the most important thing. For sure. And I, I, th- I think that's something that you instilled in me, like whether it be with work or whether it be with running. I know you mentioned that professor you had that got up super early and would run so many miles. I know you, you, you might not know this, but when we were in London and I was just kind of starting running and you were saying, oh, I get up at like six or seven to run every day. For me, I was like, wow, that's insane. But I'm glad <laughs> I'm glad that I can be, I guess, in, in the shoes you were in at one yeah. day that now I get to go run with you in the morning. I'm, I'm thankful for it. And I'm thankful for your time. Yeah. So thank that's you great. for your time Thanks, again, gosh. Dr. Wakefield. And um, appreciate it. yeah, yeah, I appreciate it, man. I appreciate your time. Yep. Have a great Have day. Have a good one. We hope, hope y'all were able to get active while y'all were listening to this. And I'll have, once again, I'll have our 5K out on Strava and map my run so that y'all can tear it up sometime soon. Hope y'all had a good one. All right. Peace, guys.